Hey y'all, it's Camille. Hey, I'm Jessica. And we and are highly hormonal. I oh <laughs> dropped the ball there. There you go. Thanks for being here. We're highly Thanks hormonal. Bright slow. Mm -hmm. It's a mature moment, isn't it? It happens to me a lot. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So tell me, what are you wearing, drinking, watching, eating, reading? Just catch up. I don't know. Y'all, you know, welcome back. I'm me. I ain't changed. <laughs> same year, same me. Okay. Right. I'm wearing glasses, as your husband pointed out earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a contact wearer, so I don't know. Got got my nice little messy bun and some glasses and a reindeer farm sweatshirt and my kids' school colors. I'm drinking coffee. I'm a cute little plaid reindeer pattern mug. TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. Like, they have all the cute Christmas mugs. Y'all should, if you ever need a holiday mug, it's okay. TJ Maxx for sure. Mm. Let's see. Eating. Not eight yet. Russell and I are going to get out in the world here in just a little bit. We have been deep cleaning our bedroom because our bedroom has become a catch-all. So like boxes of things that need to go to the farm, but maybe not to the farm, don't really know where I, I need to put it, but it doesn't need to be forgotten. Yeah. Um, boxes of kids' clothes to donate, boxes of kids' clothes that are sentimental that I'm going to keep forever for whatever reason that is. I still don't know, but I just feel like I'm supposed to. So we're deep cleaning our room. So we're going to go out in the world buy more totes and buy a nice like cabinet piece to go outside mm -hmm. of our bedroom we've kind of russell calls it the waiting area like the waiting room <laughs> we have this little yeah. transitional piece because our room is right off of the kitchen and we put it gotcha. there in the design of the house so it's not like here's our kitchen and like literally a door straight to our room yeah it was, that no, would be I absolutely yeah makes sense so we're going to get this cabinet to organize things we're thinking like animal health supplies and things that way right. if you need a thermometer which we have a really nice little carry cabinet thing that little carry case that we use now but like literally mm -hmm. on the things that don't fit in there and like backup supplies oh, and stuff sure. that way you know if it's a stressful situation you know you get anxious or whatever you don't have to think about it you know everything is you in know this where cabinet. it is and mm -hmm. right I and because all that stuff is currently in my bedroom like taking up like a good eighth of my bedroom, just animal supplies. So we're going to go out in the world. We're going to go eat brunch somewhere. Nice. I'm saying brunch is not going to be fancy. I'm not going to do anything. I'm I'm literally going to put a bra on and some shoes and roll out of here. <laughs> so I'll be eating something, Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, like simple little Southern breakfast somewhere. Mm -hmm. Watching... The kids love Holy Moly. You can watch it on Netflix. It's a, it used to come on regular TV. Maybe it does again now. They've had more seasons, but new seasons released. So in the evenings, a couple of days a week, the kids, Russell and I all watch Holy Moly. It is hilarious. Reading. I'm reading The Butcher and the Wren okay. by, God, I, don't, I can't pronounce Elena's last name. Ear heart, ear core, ear. Heart. God bless. I'm so sorry. 
Elena, as if you listen to my podcast and you know that I didn't say your name right. They don't ever say their last names on their podcast, just like you and I don't either. But it was yeah. written by one of the co-hosts of Morbid, which is a podcast that I oh, listen to okay. all the time. Yes. But that was a local book club that I'm in now. That was our January read. Oh, nice. And so it's really cool to read something by somebody you listen to all the time because she mm-hmm. writes with a lot of voice. Like I read this book in her voice. Like I, it's like oh, she's I got you. She's yes, like you can hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's funny because she speaks very well. You can tell that she's a very intelligent person on their podcast, just in like mundane conversations. But the way she's a very descriptive, writes very well. But it, there's a few words and phrases that she says a lot in everyday life. And I really like it because... I mean, she is kind of a famous person. I mean, like, she's a millionaire podcaster, you know, and like they have right, podcasts right. under their umbrella now. So I just looked at the window and it's snowing. Kentucky weather, we, we had all that snow and then it was in the 40s, in the 50s. It has rained for a solid week. My children are all sniffling and now it's dropped back down. It's very cold and it, it it's, I'm watching it snow right now so anyways that distracted me good oh kentucky sick children because this weather doesn't know what it's doing but anyways i like it because i can tell it's written by her and it's not like Mm -hmm. overly edited because you know famous people sometimes have like ghost writers or people who help them or i think any author if they hire an editor sometimes their voice is removed because Mm -hmm. sometimes voice i guess doesn't necessarily carry the story along like there's other ways you could describe it or say it but I really sure, like it because sure. I, you can tell this book was written by her yeah is yeah that it? no new I'm not listening to anything new yeah that's all my things it was very I'm yeah. discombobulated but that's normal I should drink more coffee I like always save like a cup for us if we record in the mornings I should not do that because I'm still not fully functioning so Camille <laughs> You tell me all the things, what you're wearing, watching, eating, drinking, reading, all of it. Okay. So I am just wearing like loungy clothes right now because I have a couple of appointments today. So I have not chosen to get myself together as far as clothing and makeup and hair and all that. But anyway. I just finished my second cup of coffee. I was drinking out of a present that my bestie gave me for Christmas, Mama Claus. I figured I'm Mama Claus year round, so Mm -hmm. I might as well just keep using it. And I mean, it's pink and red. Like, how cute cute is that? Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I just finished my second cup of coffee. Oh, okay. So eating. Last night, no, two nights ago, I got a new crock pot. Mm. (laughs) I mean, how exciting is life that I was excited about my new crock pot? So I mean, we're Southern women. That's pot. that matters. Yeah, I got one of those rectangular ones that's not deep, but it's like large this Ooh. way. So it's mm. not the round, tall one. It's the flat. I I loved it. I, I was so excited. Anyway, it did great. Oh, my drink of choice at night now. My hubs makes me an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I'm really gotten into like the old fashions, and he's been like looking at different kinds of bitters. And I bought these fancy cherries to put in it, you know, uh-huh. in this like little syrup. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. I just finished 
And we, t- our recent episode, Money Mindset, if you haven't heard that one, everybody go back and listen to it. It was good. But it got me on the thinking about how I think about money. You know, we talked about that in the episode. And so I thought, okay, I need to do more thinking on money and money matters and things like that. So I listened to Prosperity Consciousness. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Very good. And it was a lot about, and it was really about how like you can change your mindset about abundance versus scarcity Mm -hmm. and how you see money in your life, how you use money. So it wasn't like practical things like save this X amount, you know, in two months or cut your Starbucks out (laughs) once. I mean, it wasn't practical things like that. It was definitely on how you consciously and subconsciously think about money and how that relates and how you think about other things can transfer to how you think about your money. Anyway, it was, it really, it was very good. I really liked it. And in fact, I recommended it to my kid, my grown kids and my husband. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is something we all need to just listen to because it really did. It, it was good. So. So, I don't want to cut you off, darn it. But no. that reminds me of the one that I listened to, uh, yes, the psychology right. of money. Yes. So, we took a random trip to Target the other day and I was in there and I found the book in paperback, but like along beside it was like all these other books that were like similar. And I picked one up and I didn't buy it, but I thought about maybe listening to it on audible, Mm -hmm. but it was, I don't remember the exact title, but it was something like 13 things like financially sound people don't do, don't do not things they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the author who wrote it has wrote something else about like 13 things like mentally strong people don't do. And so it's oh, kind of okay. like a twist, you know, because mm-hmm. so many people tell you what to do. But this is like a thing of like, don't think like this. Don't compare this or, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not about listening to right. that. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to like listen to like one or two nonfiction a month you know, as well as novels and whatever else I normally listen to or read is what I'm saying, like even read or whatever, but just trying to add in some of those this year, because Mm -hmm. I tend to read so many novels and things that are easy and quick and fun. But I I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I could be learning at the same time. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Duh. So anyway, I added that in, especially after we talked or we had a recent episode about money mindset. And then the, uh, the other book I'm listening to currently is The Girls of Atomic City. It is also a nonfiction. It is about the women that helped in World War II at, where is it? It's in Tennessee, East Tennessee. Close oh, to Knoxville. Chicken. Yes, and I can't think One of, of my. Name. Do you remember Allison who helps us at the farm sometimes? She only works at the I front desk. Um, yeah. She grew up there. Oak Ridge. Okay. Oak Ridge, that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew I, I knew it was a two word. I couldn't Her come parents up work there. Oh, well, they did. Okay. They have both yeah. retired, but they did. They both right. work there. Both of them are engineers. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm listening to a book about that, which I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. A couple of the chapters have been a little, because I don't have an engineering mind, I don't think mm-hmm. like that. To me, it's been kind of like I was lost, so I got a little bored. You know, I mm-hmm, might have sped mm-hmm. that chapter up a little bit. But it is talking about the different people. Like, it's following two or three people 
in kind of a narrative way, but also explaining what all was happening and all of that. Anyway, and it's true, you know, it's a true story. But anyway, and then what is it? Oh, watching. We have started watching The Sopranos. Now, we had never watched The Sopranos back when it was on in the late 90s, early 2000s. But it's the 25th anniversary of the original release of the Sopranos this year. So everybody's pushing it, you know, every commercial. So we just thought, why not? But we actually have like, we're, we're already on season two. So we're having a good time. And then, Oh, last thing I have picked up a new hobby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to needlepoint like an old lady. I'm doing old lady stuff. Well, I really have. I'm seriously, I wanted to learn for a couple years and not had the opportunity or just didn't take the time to like look at all the YouTube tutorials and read, you know, Mm -hmm. I just was like, no, I want someone to show me hands on. I used to crochet when I was a kid, you know, basic crochet and then counted cross stitch, you know, but hadn't done that in years i mean and so anyway i've picked up needlepoint now that and is I fun. Even belong to a stitching club and we have a meeting tonight and i'm going to go to a stitcher's club <laughs> do is there alcohol there or is it just <laughs> there will be tonight available okay. if you would like to partake yes mm-hmm. that's the that- location where we're going that sounds yeah. fun. I mean, yeah, a bunch of women getting together, crafting, having a glass of wine. I mean, if I was I mean, in Mississippi, yeah. I'd come. I don't know that I'd. I'm like, I love the idea of being crafty, but I really am not. Even with all the help in the world, I'm just not. So I would probably just be there for moral support and wine. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. you. So that is, whoo, that's me catching up. Oh, but it kind of segues into our topic for today Mm -hmm. which is making friends at different ages Mm -hmm. specifically female friends right we're both female we have a lot of female i mean you know through the years a lot of female friends or maybe not many i I don't know but that's what we're going to talk about is the difference in making friends as a kid as a teenager young adult new mom you know just different mm-hmm. stages of life because it is different at every stage, I think, to mm-hmm. make friends and keep friends. Oh, to keep them. What's that? I don't know how to do yeah, that. Yeah, right. I have one that I've kept all these years. I mean, one extremely close friend that I've kept this whole, my whole life, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, so, you, you want to start with her? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can. We I do want to have her on at some time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've are, we've talked about having her on, but I mean, we met in kindergarten, and we're friends. And I mean, I would say as little kids, we were in the same group of friends. But once we hit junior high, we really paired up, kind of, and that mm-hmm. was my best friend, and she has been my best friend for forty years. It's awesome. 40 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that is to say there have been times when we have been closer than others. And that is all based on seasons of life, right? I think that is natural. I agree. We live, 
three hours, three and a half hours apart and have for almost 30 years. Okay. Like, but we went to junior high, high school together, church together, community together, went to college to the same place. We lived together at college, but she went on to get a master's. I went on to get a job. And that's kind of when this, the physical separation started. Right. Mm -hmm. And she had met her husband at Ole Miss and, you know, they got married, but they had to go make their life. I mean, that's what people do. Right. Right. But yeah. in a different state. And so we have not physically been in the same town other than for visits in 30, almost 30 years. But y'all so, do annual trips, right? That's not been a forever thing. That started at your birthday. 50th yes, birthday? Yes, that. Yes, that started the year we turned 50. That's right. Now, we have, over the years, taken, like, little trips to maybe a retreat or, like, a ladies' weekend or things like that, but it was not anything consistent. And then we turned 50, and we wanted to really do, like, a big, you know, like, a just to do something we'd never done before, just the two of us kind of trip. And so we did, and we've done that a couple times since on our birthdays, but I mean, and there were seasons of life. We both had small kids. We had babies within our first, very first baby was within like 20 something days of each other. I oh, mean, that's sweet. but we lived apart. So we lived in different states. So, you know, it wasn't like we, I mean, yeah, we were technically pregnant at the same time, but it's mm -hmm. not like we really spent a lot of time enjoying that together. And then she had three children. I had two. Life got busy. She was a stay-at-home mom, plus she ran a side business. You know, her husband travels a lot for his work. I mean, and there were a lot of years in when we were rearing children when we didn't talk every day or even mm -hmm. every week mm -hmm. sometimes. You know, now we talk every day <laughs> because mm -hmm. we, you know, exercise together. Even though we live three and a half hours apart, we get up in the mornings and you know walk and talk and chat and whatever but that is the only friendship that has tested time as in my life you know the only female friend that i've had that's tested time i've had no male friendships that have done that i've had no other female friends that have been like that and why I do you think that is that, Gosh, that's a good question. I think it's because as we change, if it's not somebody that's within our immediate circle that we see or, you know, that we're constantly around, they live in the same town, we go to the same job, let's say, you know, we're in the same career. So I see somebody at work all the time mm -hmm. or we go to the same church. And so we're involved in all the same activities or whatever. I think you just lose track. I mean, we get so wrapped up in our own lives and look, rightfully so. I'm, I'm not saying you neglect your spouse or children, your career in, for the sake of a friendship, but I just mean like there's so many other things that come first. Right. That I think I've those friendships that. get pushed farther and farther down the list. And then something might happen and you happen to be at the same uh, event and you reconnect and you might hang out for a while and start doing, you know, things together again. And then uh, you get a little bit, I, I just, I think things just wane like that. They wax and wane. They just mm -hmm. come in and out. 
And so I do think, I mean, like I consider it like one of life's greatest blessings to me to have had this one, to have this one friend Mm -hmm. that has seen me, knows me, knows everything about me. I mean, there are no secrets that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's rare. I was going to say, look, I didn't look anything up for this episode because it seems so personable. But now, like, I do Mm want to look that up because you just said it was rare. And I was going to say that is such a blessing because Mm -hmm. I don't think that's most people. But I I don't know what I don't know. So, I mean, I just, I can't, I cannot imagine that that is a lot of people for all the reasons that you explain. Yeah. As you go through life in different seasons, you prioritize things Mm -hmm. differently. And some friendships just don't survive that and not because anybody did anything wrong or anybody wronged anybody it's just i think it's just a natural progression of aging and Mm -hmm. life i think some relationships friendships run their course so to Mm -hmm. speak like maybe you learn something from it or it's just a shared experience you 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 move on like Mm -hmm. it's that's not your reality at the, you know what I mean? Like it becomes your not re, not your reality. I guess what I'm trying to say. I can't get my words out. But you move forward, mm-hmm. and they move forward, and it may not be in the same direction. Yeah, I definitely have always had the mindset that some people are are in your life for a season or seasons, and some people are are in your life for a lifetime. And mm-hmm. like you said, run its course. I know. I know you do not mean it negatively, but you no, know, no, I don't. I, but you know, just for clarification for anybody listening or watching on YouTube, like it, it's just like it's a, you know, it's just it's it's it served sure. its purpose. Everybody grew from it, and you you move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, do you have a friend like that that you have had since childhood or since a specific time in your life, like? So I'm different from you in that. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously I've not had a friendship for 40 years. I haven't turned 40 yet, but (laughs) I, I'm kind of different from you in the fact that the majority of my very close friends Mm -hmm. at different seasons in life were male. I have always, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's where I grew up by any means. Yeah, I mean, hell, there's a movie out there called Mean Girls. I just think women are catty. And (laughs) um, I just don't have time for that. I don't know. I just also felt like my priorities and how I viewed life was not the same as my female peers. Not saying, I'm not saying all of them, but I mean, like, even now, like, I just, I guess I'm uniquely who I am. Like I'm, I'm on here. I know that we're on YouTube. My hair is not fixed. I don't have makeup on. I haven't always been that right. way. That like changed in COVID and that could be a whole thing one day, but yeah, I very much have just kind of, I'm not going to say that I've never been influenced by anybody or a trend because we've talked about that. And I certainly have, but I also feel yeah. like I've also just been like uniquely who I am. And I guess I'm, 
thankful and I'm not saying that you were this way, but just like, I'm glad that I didn't like get involved in some of the things that they did. And I didn't find interest in some of the things they did, but I didn't try to force myself. So like you just have that natural friendship. It's obviously very organic. You and her are still friends. And I hate to keep Mm. saying her, what is her name? Holly. Her name is Holly. Holly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know why I didn't say it either, but yeah, Holly. So you and Holly, like, it's just very organic. You Mm -hmm. knew each other very early, you clicked very early, and you have survived the test of time. You know, Mm -hmm. your friendship survived longer than most marriages. I mean, like, you know, so... Like, I had connections with girlfriends in high school, and I had some that was very close, but I didn't really belong to a clique. I kind of, like, meandered around. Like, I had friends in this clique. I had friends in this clique. I had friends in this clique. And it just depended on what I was doing or who was around. Like, I just, like, ebbed and flowed, like, between them and there. So, I wasn't, I didn't, like, have just this big, close group of friends. I had, like, three, four, maybe, depending Mm -hmm. on the time. I do have a a bestie, like you call Holly, Mm -hmm. and we have been friends since high school. Um, But Mm -hmm. my closest friend in high school was a guy. His name was Daniel. Daniel got married two years ago, three years ago now in Chicago. He lives in Chicago. He is super successful. He went a total different course than I did. And that's when Mm -hmm. our friendship kind of like slowly grew apart as we went to different Mm -hmm. universities. We still talked, but, you know, it's kind of different. You start dating people and your significant others don't know this other person. They just know that you're talking to the opposite sex on the phone or you're getting like really weird, like text messages or like they occupy a lot of your time. And I'm not saying it's right, but I definitely understand how our relationship grew apart because Mm -hmm. like. I don't know his mm. wife now. I didn't know the women he dated in college. Right. And like that being reversed, guys that I dated didn't super love the idea of this unknown guy at the University of Louisville who texted me and knew things right. about me they didn't know. Right. But from high school, Chantel, and you have met her mm. because she comes out and helps yeah. with the farm and stuff. So Chantel and I became friends in high school and we are still friends now. Obviously, she comes and helps me out at the farm. We had children. She had her first child in college, but her second and third children were born very close to two of my kiddos. It's uh-huh. so it's like I had Aniston and she had a kid and I had a kid and then she had a kid and I had a kid. Like our she mm-hmm. her youngest is a girl. Kylie is three weeks, two or three weeks older than my son, Mm. Russell. And they are the same person. And it's so funny Mm. because we'll be on the phone and she'll say something about Kylie doing something. I said, honey, I know like Russ done done that this week too. I know. I know exactly how she reacted and what she said and what she did and how you reacted because it is the same. We have the same little human just in two different bodies in different homes. Yeah. So she and I are still friends to this day. 
But we are also still very close to a male friend from high school named Seth. And so we have mm-hmm. a group text that says the, the three best friends anybody could ask for or the three mm-hmm. best friends in the world or something. And so, like, we group text on there. It is a little different. Right. I, I'm not outing anybody, but but Seth is a gay man. And so mm-hmm. that relationship is a little bit different, I, you know. Yeah. Uh, Russell is a very good husband. He wouldn't care if... Seth was a straight right. man, but our relationship is different. Russell knows how close we are. I have gone and hung, gone to dinner with him and the three of us try to get together when we can. And Seth's mom is going through some like really serious health problems. And so we have, uh, you know, different seasons in life. We are talking more right. than we have in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and because, you know, we just need like, somebody to lean on sometimes and Mm -hmm. just somebody to like talk to and just somebody to listen and listen to all Mm -hmm. the things that are going on. And his mom has a really scary diagnosis and is going through some treatments and stuff. And so we all three of us FaceTime the other day for like three hours, like well into like one o'clock in the morning. And if y'all know me, like that's, that's hard territory for me to be awake in. (laughs) So, yeah, so, like, Seth, Chantel, and I are still friends from high school. Chantel lives in the town we grew up in, which is 30, 40 minutes away. Where she lives, though, in the county, she lives out in the county. I mean, it's almost an Mm -hmm. hour to get to her house, which is hilarious that these counties can join, but she is so far away. Seth lives Mm -hmm. here in Bowling Green, but Seth is also unmarried and no children, um, right. So he has more flexibility and freedom than I have, but he always is very understanding of that too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like Chantel and I don't talk every day. Seth and I don't yeah. talk every day. We are talking more now because of things going on in life. Um, Chantel mm-hmm. and I, when we were pregnant at the same time, we did talk more every day when our babies yeah. were babies and toddlers. And we were going, I mean, that's a hard season of life. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we talked yeah. more then. I think because we just needed each other to remind each other of like, this is normal and it's going to pass. And like, you're not alone in this crazy mm-hmm. stage of life. That's right. So like, we still talk, but it's not, it's not like you and Holly. Mm-hmm. The person I talk to the most now, which you and I text multiple times a week yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the person I talk to the most now, I've only known for three years. Her name's Emily. And so, like, mm-hmm. Emily is, yeah. I would say, one of my best friends now. And we do talk mm-hmm. frequently. And she doesn't live in doesn't live here either. She lives in Illinois. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I, I just went off way on a tangent there. I do have a good <laughs> friend still from high school. But we don't have the same closeness that you and Holly have and the majority of those friends from high school I a couple of them I will interact with on social media Mm -hmm. yeah and that's it yeah I mean I've seen some of them visit the farm and I'm super thankful for that even people I wasn't really close with in high school have visited the farm and like made a point to seek me out or send me a message or people I've gone to church with and like that's really touching like that we had at least a positive enough interaction that 
people I wasn't even close with, like, want to support me. And, like, it's really cool. Like, they bring their kids that I've never met. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know, Jessica and I went to school together. We sat together in Algebra 2 or, or something like that, you know. Or we rode right. the trade school right, bus right. together. And so, like, that's really touching. And we've kind of touched on this in other episodes. But, like, I'll have people, acquaintances, not necessarily friends come visit, but friends that I was super close with that I still speak to every now and then, send that text, run into and chat at the mall or whatever. But they don't visit the farm. It's it's very yeah. strange. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, so currently, I... <laughs> so I have my best friend, but obviously we don't live in the same town. But I now I have a group of women in this in my town here where I live, and we've moved back to our hometown. You know, now these are not women that are from my hometown, though. So these are not women that I grew up with. All right, right. they've all moved into this town as well in various, all within the last, I would say, less than five years. Okay, but we are super close. We are all from very, very different upbringings, mm -hmm. backgrounds, family situations, live different lifestyles. But we have in some way found common things that we enjoy, subjects we like to talk about. And we are on a group text that has 100 messages a day. I mean, it's that's constant. a lot of messages a day. Uh, yes, ma'am. And if you happen to be somewhere and you miss them for about an hour, you really are lost. But we get together. It, I mean, you know, probably I would say once a week for wine club. And that's how some of us met was we all came to one, you know, a local business and she was having wine nights or whatever. So we went and you know, that's how kind of we met some of us. Uh, and then some of us already kind of knew each other before that. And we brought other people in. And now there's like, four, there's like seven women. I, think, I love that. And spouses. And we constantly talk about stuff. You know, one or two, like right now, two of the couples on a trip together. Everybody didn't go. Everybody couldn't go. No problem. There's not... But I think because of the age we are and the stage in life we are, there's not that jealousy that it used to be mm. when you had a mm -hmm. large group of friends. Yeah. Because I can remember in, you know, high school, like my best friend and I were, we were still best, like we were best friends, but we also had other friends. And if you ever had that third or fourth person in your yes. group, I know what you're talking oh about. Lord, and you all didn't get in doing the same activity and da, da, da. I mean, like it was so much jealousy. And so, but there's just not that. I mean, like, okay. So two, two of the groups, I mean, two couples went on a trip that they planned together, just the two of them. So everybody else is just like, oh, cool. What are y'all doing? Send us pictures, right. blah, blah, blah. We're not like, I can't believe they went on a trip without, I mean, you know, one day, another person, one of the women and I, we went junk shopping, like antiquing. Okay. We just decided to, I mean, to go at last minute. We didn't ask the whole group. And even when we talked about it afterwards, nobody was like, oh my gosh. 
You didn't ask me? I mean, no one was offended. I'm really glad that you got on this topic because that is 100% like so true. So true. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think that's really true because like what you're saying, it's snowing even harder. This is stupid. I didn't know it was going to do that today. <laughs> on that same lines like thinking about high school thinking about yeah. college even right mm -hmm. after college before babies were born it was um because social media wasn't around when you were in high school or that that's age. correct oh my god <laughs> so i'm not I used to be really big about posting on Facebook, mainly for like the memories of my kids. And now I'll go a really long time and not do it. And then I feel bad because mm -hmm. I realized I posted one kid's birthday, but not another kid's right. birthday. Yeah. And, and so like right now, like I posted about little Russ's little Christmas program, but I never did Ashton and Aniston's. And I'm just like, and Aniston got some kind of accolade and I didn't post about it either. And I'm just like, but I'm also at this point of my life, I don't really care. I don't. Now, mm -hmm. we talked about this in the motivation episode. If y'all haven't heard that, go back and listen to that. It has not come out yet. It comes out this week. I mean, like, anyway. You and I. Oh. But when this comes out, they it will have already come out. Right? I don't know. Past, oh, present, future. We are living in a time warp here. Um, <laughs> it's a strange place to be. Yeah, just, so I'm in that episode, that. we talked about that I'm motivated by like people who like put me down or like said I wasn't able to do something or like surprised that mm -hmm. I could do something mm -hmm. like I am motivated by that. And I want them to know, but I did say on there, like I'm not seeking them out and I'm not posting about on social media. I think it will get around to them because those people seek that information. But like now, like sure. we've gone on vacation. I don't post about it. Like, I just don't care if I make a post, it's because I want to see it or, Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. another thing that's making me not post as much is I used to post for my grandma. My grandma attended almost every single event, but she liked having those photos on Facebook. Cause even at 91, she had a Facebook, which is hilarious. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she would like review those things. And so like, I knew if I put them on there, I would have the memory and she could see them. And like, you know, my family in other States could see my kids, but like now if they want, I could just like text it to them. You want to know what I'm doing? I'll just send you a text or a picture or whatever. So like, I'm not yeah. on social media like I was, but in high school and in college, it, it came right. out at the end of high school for me. You posted and tagged yourself everywhere, which was so dangerous and so stupid that we would put our exact location who we were yeah. with, where we were, like present time. It's not like, oh, hey, we yeah. went to the movies earlier. It's like, hey, I'm currently at the movies seeing this movie. I'm not at my apartment. If you need to rob me or whatever, like, please go <laughs> right. pack all my stuff out because I'm not steal my car. Well, here I am. Right. Yes. Which yeah, was stupid. But oh my God, that used to be so much drama. You post your at the movies with XYZ and the other girls in your friend group on there like they would literally like passive aggressive well really not passive like they just full-on attack like oh i didn't get the invite i remember that phrase i didn't get the invite i didn't get the mm -hmm. invite well yeah. no you, you didn't because like it was we were hanging out we decided to go or whatever but it was an always right, an issue whatever the, mm -hmm. right but now in life it's not you guys, you're because you're mature, right? I think that's all it boils right. down to is you are just I mature. Agree. 
Your brain has yeah. developed. You don't have, I don't, this need to be seen or included. I think when you're yeah. younger, I think a lot of that is inclusion. You want to be included and not because yeah. you're just a bunch of brats. I think like at that time frame, you're figuring out who you are and like what you need and desire in life. And like, you got to figure those things out and like inclusion and having yeah. a support system or knowing what you value and who values the same things as you is important, but that's established at this point in life. Right. Oh yes, exactly. And I think too, it's that also at the age that I am and that these friends are, that we're to the age where we know even like if you invite me to something and I go, no, I don't want to. Thank you for the invite, but I'm going to stay at home. Mm -hmm. That no one's going to get offended that I said no. Right. Well, what do you mean you don't want to go? Well, I don't understand. Well, do we need to change it to another night? Well, no, I just don't want to go. And me telling you no is fully acceptable. And I, it's, I mean, as long as I do it in a kind way and I go, right. no, thank you. I appreciate I'm going to opt out this time. There is nothing wrong with saying no. And I think I, we feel a lot of pressure. If we want to stay included, we got to, mm -hmm. we got to say mm -hmm. yes to everything. I, I got to say yes and try to make this fit into my schedule. And I got to cancel plans and I got to do this. I mean, you know, with somebody else or, oh, my family can wait. I need to go and make sure I'm participating in this because of yep. whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that pressure's not there anymore. The pressure's just not there. I don't. If I need to, if I legitimately need to say, hey, I can't do that, but I can do this with you on another day, it'll either work or it won't. I mean, but no one's getting offended or their feelings hurt right. by that at the stage of life that I'm in. Or they don't seem to be. If they are, I don't know. But they might have another group text without me. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> I know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Nobody really seems offended by it anymore. And mm -hmm. I think I spent so much time worrying about that as a young woman, a mom with small kids. And that I just, you know, oh, I didn't. Oh, I, I need to go. I need to go. I need to do this. I need to do this. Why did I feel the need to do those things mm -hmm. when I didn't, some of them I didn't want to do. Right. But I suffered. <laughs> <laughs> you suffered. So <laughs> this kind of talking about like where you are in life and where mm -hmm. I am in life now. So yeah. your kids are growing out of the house. My kids are school age now. So nobody's at home. My youngest is a second grader. My old, so I have a second, fourth and fifth grader. And it's so funny because we are my oldest. She has got a really good little group of friends. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that my other two don't have good friends, but she has like finally reached the age of like, they do things together outside of school mm -hmm. and they all have really good, great moms. Like I like all the moms. And so that's where yeah. I am in life is now the women that I see and talk to the most Right. I am friends with them because our kids are friends and that, yeah, it's not bizarre because I see my mom go through that. And like, depending, like, sure. so when I was in elementary school or like middle school and I was on the cheerleading team, mom was friends with all the cheer moms. Then I got oh, to yeah. high school and I was on the swim team and mom was friends with all the swim moms, you know, and right. that's what they were. Right. And they like, 
it's funny because that group of women would rally around these children. And a lot of times we were the only thing they had in common. Right. But they would sit in them bleachers and watch us swim or watch whatever. And they would mm -hmm. talk and have a good time. And they could be the most different people. But yeah. like, because they love their kids, they always found something to do. And like, they would. It's like, hey, I'm going to pick up pizza for everybody. And like all them moms knew everything about all them kids. Well, you know, I know this one don't like pepperoni and this one don't like a lot of sauce. So I'm ordering blah, blah, blah. And like, it's funny because mm -hmm. I am now yeah. there. Like that is where yeah. I am in life. Now. That's right. That's right. But I feel like I'm at a funner stage than like my mom was because this isn't like little kid birthday party get togethers where we're all there and it's just about the kids. Like mm -hmm. the girls got together and did a late Christmas exchange because two of them got sick and we couldn't do it in season during the, the holiday. So we got them together. They came to our house and we had snacks and stuff for the girls and they brought their siblings and like my two younger ones were here and they all played together. And you know what the moms did? We drank wine and I didn't feel guilty because one, I mean, yes, it was a get together literally just for our children. For the children, but like, right. They can entertain themselves now. It's not like we were throwing down. We had one, maybe huh. two <laughs> glasses a piece. We had charcuterie and whatever. And we hung out. And we had social time and they had their time. And like, mm -hmm. I've been able to do that a couple of times at even at other women's houses now. And I'm like, oh, this is a new era. And like, I love it because mm -hmm. our kids are happy okay. and healthy in a safe environment, surrounded by people that right. care about them, children and adults. And I can be an adult and have adult conversations and enjoy myself and not have to be like, where are they? What are they doing? What are they getting into? Because right. they're at a different right. age. And yeah. like, I was talking to Russell about that. Like, this is a whole new era. And like, I'm here for mm -hmm. it. Like, that's true. I'm that's not rushing. True. I'm yes. not trying to speed their lives up. But like, wow, like, this is a really fun place to be because my kids are really fun. We do a lot of things. We have things that we do as a family and we enjoy. But like, they can get together with their friends and I can be an adult. And like, I don't feel mm -hmm. guilty now. Because that's I used right. to, I because right. they couldn't be a part of that before. So it was if Seth and Chantel and I wanted to go get a drink or go to dinner, I'd have to leave the kids with Russell. He didn't care. Kids probably cared a little bit, to be honest. But like, it didn't hurt them, but I felt a lot of guilt. But now it's like, mm -hmm. no, the kids are happy and I'm happy. We're all happy. This is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. And I think I felt that way a lot, too. When I had young children, I mean, you become friends with the people that you see most often, mm -hmm. right? So in a lot of ways, especially during those seasons of life that come and go. And I was around the same moms because of band or school or, you know, church or community or whatever. Yeah, that, that's who I was friends with because, right. you know, but then when... The kids were in a different homeroom class and didn't see each other. Mm -hmm. That mom kind of was with some other kids' moms, right? And I went with these other moms. I mean, and it just happens like that. And, I mean, it's just part of life, obviously. But we do sometimes bring one or two of those people forward with us for even a longer stretch. And then sometimes those relationships just 
kind of end. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, it's not that anybody did anything. No one's offended by that. No one's feelings were hurt. We didn't make anybody mad. We didn't cut anybody off intentionally. It just happened because right. we all moved in different directions. We moved forward into different areas. And kind of along that same line, like I like all the moms in that group. <clears throat> There's like one mom that like we have something else in common that we like really share mm-hmm. and can talk about. And then there's another mom that we have something different in common. And so yes. it's it's like, yes. okay, if I want to talk about a book, I know I'm going to text this mom. Oh, okay. Right. We want to take the kids to the movies. This mom is always down to go to a movie or, hey, we need to get mm-hmm. the kids together and do volunteer hours. Like I know this mom, she, if I call her, she'll organize the whole thing and do all these things. And she's like all about right. it. Right. And so yes. it's, there's a big group of us, but we all have these own things and nobody's mad mm-hmm. that we took the kids to the movies and we didn't take the whole group. Do we yes. try to do big group things with them? Because there's, it's five of them sure. counting my kid. Yeah. But like sure. they do little things and like mamas aren't like, oh, you got them girls together and you didn't get my girl. Like there's, thank God there's none of that. It's just their friends and like, let's let them evolve and go and do, because, you know, sometimes financially and car vehicle wise, it's not feasible to take all of us to the movies. Right. Right. All of us out to eat or whatever. So that's where I am now. I still have my two best friends, two of my best friends from high school. I have Emily. She's a reindeer owner. And like, that's what brought us together was reindeer. Right. But we talk, Every day. Mm-hmm. So like you and Holly talk every day. Emily and I talk every day. And it's not necessarily on the phone. It's at least we text. But when we get on the phone, like Russell made a joke. He calls it the young and the restless. Because we're on there for an hour to three hours at a time. And that's why we don't talk uh-huh. every day. Because we're not walking yeah. and exercising. Sometimes I'm doing laundry talking to her. But sometimes <laughs> like I just plop down like, girl, we got to talk about this or whatever. What's yeah. going on? And so, like, Emily and I have adopted it, and so we'll text, like, hey, do you have time for an episode of The Young and the Restless? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's ironic. She has started texting me a couple of times during this episode, and she knew I was going to podcast, so she always tries not to. But, like, there's some crazy things popping off, and so, like, we're about to schedule some Young and the Restless time. Like, there's going to be an episode today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got you. I agree. And I, you know... I just feel like at the age I am with this group of friends that are in this town, that even though we're all very different and we do have, some of us have this kind of common thing and some have Mm -hmm. this commonality and, you know, but I just feel like we're, I'm at the age and we all are that we can be our authentic self Mm -hmm. And not feel like we have to justify that or qualify that in any way, you know. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we can laugh about some of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, for instance, one of them in the group, she loves all holidays, right? And I mean, I, I don't have a problem with holidays, but back in the fall, we had a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do Halloween there's a whole thing. If y'all haven't heard that episode, go. You can go back and listen to why I don't do it or what and, my reasons and jump are. in on the controversy that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, exactly. But she had a Halloween party, and I, she invited me, and I said straight up, Mm-mm. 
I said, I'll come, but I'm not dressing up. I'm not doing anything spooky, not playing no scary games. And I ain't, I ain't doing all that. I mean, I just flat out told her and not in a rude way, but I just said, yeah, I'll come and I'll contribute. You know, I'll bring a little happy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a treat for everybody to eat or whatever. I said, but I'm not doing any of that other. I'm not doing it. And she was like, fine, you don't have to. And I think that is where there was no pressure. Mm-hmm. For me, and if I had said no, I don't want to come, she would have been like, "Okay, fine." I mean, I wish you would, but okay, whatever. There was just no pressure in that I felt like a that I had to go, or that b if I went, I had to wear a costume and I had to do this and I had to play this game and I had to participate. No, you either come if you want to. I mean, I'd love to have you there. We'll have a good time, whether you're there or not. I mean, no <laughs> offense, but that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. And so that whole pressure feels like it's been lifted to in the group of friends that we've made here since we've moved back home. It just, it doesn't feel like that anymore. I love your little group of friends and I don't even know them, but like, <laughs> you know, like we'll be texting or whatever. And we were trying to figure something out this week. No, it was last week. And you're like, well, I'm at wine night, blah, 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 blah. And you start texting. I'm like, no, you text me later. You enjoy wine night. Like, that's just yeah, so fun. Right, right, right. Like, I'm not wishing my kids life away because. Of course. There are good seasons. Not good. Life life with kids is good. But there are hard yes. seasons and easier seasons. And of there's course. different things to navigate no matter where you are. I'm not rushing that away. I'm enjoying it. It's very fun. But, like, because you and I are in different seasons of life. It, it like there's something very positive and exciting to look forward to. And mm-hmm. like on the days yeah. that are really hard as a parent and like, I feel like I don't do anything but give to them because that's kind of what being a mom at this point in life is a lot of times. Sure. It's like, you know what? It is about them right now. Not that you're not allowed to take mm-hmm. care of yourself or love yourself or do something for yourself or with your friends sometimes. But yes, right now my life is mainly about them. But you know that's what? Already shifted. Well, that's right. Right. But one day I know that I'll be like Camille and I'll have a wine night and life will be fine. And so it's like, it, it helps. I think it's really positive having, I mean, we didn't even talk about our friendship, which is hilarious that we're podcasting together. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That's funny. Here we are. But like, I think it's, there's something very positive about having friends that are in different seasons of life and within the same season. I know this episode's getting kind of long, so I'm going to try to like be concise, but same season, you can relate to each other in the here and the now. You can support each other. Like I said, that Chantel and I did like when our babies were little and toddlers, but I think there's something very rewarding too. Like, because you're in a different season of life, you're an empty nester. Like I know in the the thick of things, it's like, this is not life forever. There is beauty in the here and now, but there's also something beautiful later in life. And then the reverse of that, having friends that are younger than me that are just expecting their first child or they're married with no kids and like seeing the excitement and all the stuff they're going through. And like when they lean on you about, Hey, I'm expecting, you know, I want to breastfeed or whatever. What was that like for you? And like, it's almost like you right. can bestow your wisdom or horrible advice yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. For onto sure. them. So I just think, and like, also it gives you a different perspective of looking back of, 
you hear like there in the thick of it and you look back and you're like, well, I don't remember it like that, but I know it was. And it's like, you're yeah. thankful that you've survived and you've come forward. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of, a, a lot of positive about being friends with men or women that you can confide in or that you're close with that are in different stages of life, just so you can see the beauty, yeah. appreciate where you are, appreciate where you've been and where you're going and all the different things that, that you've been through, you got to look forward to. If y'all yeah, are watching I'm on really YouTube, agree. I'm sorry. My lashes keep getting hung up on my glasses frame and then my <laughs> light up there is glaring on my glasses. I'm kind of a lot of mm-hmm. issues going on over here and these lips are so chapped. I think I'm lifting the whole episode. I'm so <laughs> Well, I look real red in the face. I don't know if it's this red shirt or what, but I look real red in the face. All right. Well, I think this has been a good uh, discussion and I'm very appreciative uh, that we have a friendship that has led to this podcast. Right. And yeah. I mean, we can talk about, I guess we need to talk about that one episode too. We'll just talk about how our friendship how we became friends. That's mm-hmm. right. But we thank y'all so much for hanging in there and listening to us. And, you know, every episode is a highly hormonal episode because that's just where we are in life. If you want to get in touch with us, by all means, you can find us on social, Highly Hormonal or Highly Hormonal Podcast. Just look us up. We're everywhere. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcatcher, be sure and leave us a comment, rate and review us, give us a like, a subscription, a subscribe, a thumbs up, a follow, whatever it takes. If you want to reach out and suggest any topics, we we are on we have an email at hollyhormonal at gmail.com. And yeah, we got another episode in the books. That's right. And you guys, the best thing that you could do for us outside of writing and review us is share us with your friends or your mom or your yeah. mother-in-law or your bestie. Or hey, yeah. maybe this has triggered you and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I gotta reach out to that girl from like forever ago and send her the podcast. Yeah. Say, hey, I listened to this. It made me think of you. Let's go have coffee. Oh, or go. how are you? So just share share the episode, share the name of the podcast, tell people you listen, you like it. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.